What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Institute Collective Podcast. My name is Jack Graham. And I'm Mac Rikers. And today, we're going to be talking about why you keep failing. So we wanted to do this episode to give you a resource to come back to whether you start something and feel like you've failed or you haven't succeeded. This is just a good resource to come back to because... It's not you, it's the diet or the program. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I feel like a lot of pe- a lot of the time when people fail a diet or a program, they're like, oh, I'm the worst, I suck at this, I'm never going to lose weight, I'm not meant to have these goals, when really you're probably just following a shitty diet or a shitty program and it's impossible to stick to and everyone would fail if they tried it. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. Um, what, like... I guess, and this is the thing, like, what do you consider failing? Yeah, exactly. What is failing? I guess, from experience, what I've seen, people consider failing their diet when they don't eat said diet for a day. And they're like, oh, it's the weekend, I've screwed it up, I might as well quit, you know? When a diet isn't that, you know? You shouldn't have to follow it religiously seven days a week. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people associate other people's goals with that certain program or diet as, you know, what you should be achieving as well. When we could put 100 people on the same program and all the results are going to be different. So you can't sort of base your results on somebody else's. Yes, I feel like with diets, people think if I eat keto, I'm going to get this body type. If I eat paleo, yeah. I'm going to get this body type. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's just, it, doesn't, it does not work that way. No, um, I did actually get to the definition of a diet because I was like, what even is a diet? Because it's such a commonly used word, yeah. you know, like does anybody actually know what it means? So in Google, the first definition is the kind of food that a person, animal or community habitually eats. So what is normal for you? So I guess Mediterranean would be a good example um, rather than keto because you don't necessarily see keto in the community like it's not like a community it's not like if you eat keto you live here and do this whereas Mm. mediterranean is more of a community diet and then the second definition was a special course of food to which a person restricts themselves either to lose weight or for medical reasons yeah so there's no there's There's no it's not related to body type yeah there's no aesthetics in there so there's no there's no relationship between diet and aesthetics yeah but for and again i feel like this is this is the health and fitness industry's fault because of that association. Because um, in the past we've used, well, people still do, we, you see it every single day, you know, follow this diet and look like this. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're so far disconnected and they shouldn't be connected at all. Yeah, I don't think so. And I feel like why should you have to label it? Like yeah. why should you have to be like, okay, I'm gonna change everything and I'm going to eat this way, and this is my, like, are you labelling it temporarily, permanently? Are you going to permanently be on a diet? Are you permanently keto now? You know what I mean? Or is it just until you get the outcome goals? Mm. And I feel like every client consult that I do, the most um, amount of time we spend on any one question is, what have you tried in the past? So I ask that question, like, what diets have you tried in the past? And out of any other question, we spend so long talking about it because people try so many different diets 
and they don't get results. And I feel like I'm always the last, like a service like us is the last place they go. Like they try everything under the sun to get the results, but then paying for somebody to actually help them make a diet that's theirs, you know what I mean? Yeah. That isn't like this cute little package deal, I guess. Yeah. Um, and people do just keep trying and failing and trying and failing. And the more and more you try and fail, I feel like the more likely you are to fail. Yeah. Because you've done it so many times before, you it's almost like you're expecting it. People are like, oh, I tried that, but I didn't think it was going to work. I thought I would try it because my friend tried it. And if you go in with that mindset, of course it's not going to work. I feel like there's one key thing there that you just brushed over as well. So when you sit down with the clients, you talk about these things and you talk about the outcome, what they want to achieve and all that sort of stuff, where you don't really get that most of the time. Most of the time, it's just like, click this link, do this program and you yeah. get this result. It's not like, click this link, let's have a chat about what you expect from this program and whether it's a good fit yeah. and if this is actually what you want or you know this goal is actually achievable for you. Like a lot of the time, if you haven't done anything for 10 years and you've been very sanitary for 10 years, you can't, do, there's, there's very little programs or stuff that you can do. There is, but they're very unhealthy and unethical to do to get your results super quick. Uh, 10 years, it's going to take you two years to get any sort of progress. You're undoing 10 years of bad stuff. Yeah, and I feel like people just completely disregard that. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm starting now, so next week I should start to see change. Whereas, if you started eating like highly processed food now, you probably wouldn't gain weight for a couple of months, a yeah. couple of weeks, you know, like it's, this, it's even harder to lose it because yep. your body's expanded and now it's got to shrink itself. Yeah. Um, research has actually shown that the more diet attempts that you make, the more likely you are to regain even more weight. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? We'll link that. Like, it was a really good study that I read. Well, I guess Jack and Lee. Show notes. <laughs> um, below. But there was another study. I found this great journal called Appetite. And obviously, there's a lot of studies on appetite <laughs> in it. Um, and one of the studies published in this journal investigated the role that psychologically banning food, such as chocolate crisps and sweet and, bis and biscuits, may play in dieting failures. So the researchers found that those with a tendency to overeat who were told to not eat these, these favorite snacks of theirs for 24 hours ended up consuming 133% more of the food compared to the people that weren't restricted. Yeah. So like... If you start, we're throwing all these diet names around. None of them are necessarily bad, like keto, paleo. It's just they each all have for their, their place. own. Yeah. So, like, say you start keto and you can't have bread. I can't remember what keto is. High fat. High fat. Low oh, carb. yeah. So, no bread. Um, so, say you start that and you quit bread, then you're going to, by the time you go, comes around to a party or a dinner or some the weekend even. You have a few drinks. Oh, you're going to be like, give me all yeah. of the bread. Yeah. Um, that willpower's gone and you're just like bread. Yeah, and 133% more likely to overconsume those foods, which is nuts. Like, mm. you're literally setting yourself up for failure by cutting out everything that you enjoy eating. Yeah. And I feel like, like we've said 101 times in the past, just start adding good things instead of taking away your favorite things. Yeah. Um, I guess with the program, we've sort of brushed over it's not you, it's the program. Yeah. And you feel, I feel like that's a lot of people get into health and fitness and do like the high intensity, super sweaty, loud, fast classes, you know, which. Yeah. And 
again, this comes down to what we all see those, you know, videos where, you know, they're doing the hot sweet workouts and they're ripped, they're looking good. So you automatically just assume without even thinking it, if I do that exercise, I'm going to look like that yeah. because it's just a process of evaluation in your head. So that's, you know, you see that. So that's what the outcome must be. But, and again, not bragging on any type of fitness or, you know, all that sort of stuff. It all has its place, but, um, there's some that are suited better to other people. Like I said, like if you haven't been moving for 10 years and you go straight into HIIT training, it's going to be very unhealthy for you. Um, there's already enough stress on your heart and all your organs carrying extra body weight. And if you add that more stress in, then, you know, you're adding more stress to the heart, which can cause all sorts of issues. Mm. So again, there's other ways of doing it. You're going to get the same results and there's results that you actually want, but let's take a different path to get there. And you can't do that by just, you know, jumping in and hoping for the best. And not having that, like, consult, like you said, yeah. with the nutrition as well. Like, you've got to know what is right for you. We're not, like, copy and paste yeah. humans. We're all very different. Yeah. Um, and every, it's going to be different what works for you and what works for somebody else. Yeah. Um, so I guess we've talked a lot about what, why it doesn't work. Mm. Um, so you're probably thinking, how do I succeed in a program or diet? Um, firstly, from a nutrition perspective, I guess I would say to not tell yourself that you're going on a diet um, because then it automatically puts a lot of pressure on you to have these standards and maintain this healthy eating and things like that. I would like what we do with our clients is just focus on behavior change rather than saying here this is what you should eat just take this meal plan and eat this for the next rest of your life and you'll get results um because we want people to be able to still have a life yeah you know what i mean um so behavior change is obviously key because somewhere along the line you have built these behaviors that are negative and cause you to not exercise and go through these crazy diet cycles. So I guess you've got to work on those bad behaviors and build more positive ones, which is where we harp on about habits a lot, I guess. Um, and I think in the media, you see a lot about motivation, like you've got to be motivated to exercise and motivated to eat well. And you've just got to like self-regulate and have self-control, but those things also come and go. Like, they're literally emotions, right? Like, yeah. one day you can wake up and be super motivated. The next day you're like, why am I doing this? I'm going to quit. So habits come into it, I guess. If you build habits that just support you to not rely on motivation to exercise, to not rely on motivation to eat well, um, and it's just like, it's more natural, I find, then it works a lot better. Yeah, and... Uh we sort of brush over and talk about habits like, yeah, you just change your habits. But it's super hard changing so habits. Hard. Like it, it is, it's the hardest thing. And our clients will tell you the same. Yeah. They always say how hard it is. And it, it's something you can got to continuously work towards. But again, you build a habit and work on it for 10 years and you're just going to automatically do the things you need to to be healthy, active and all that sort of stuff. Because it's it, almost just like that is you now. That yeah, habit is a part of exactly. you. Exactly. Um, so I feel like you talked about, you know, what makes a good, like how are you going to stick to a nutrition plan yeah. or a diet best. So it's sort of the same with exercise and programming. You don't have, like, and this is the thing, everybody thinks you have to change everything at once. Mm -hmm. Change little things. Just add in a little bit of exercise here and there. 
um, and see what results you get and start adding more and more and more, okay? Over time, I'm talking, you know, you can add over 12 months. Don't add everything in all at once because your body will probably reject it. Like you'll be fine for a week and then you'll burn out and then you won't be able to yeah. do any more or injuries, that sort of stuff. Um, so just add in little bits. Um, the best plan or action you could take to start, like sticking to a good program is getting somebody to assess you, you know, make sure you're moving right. Mm. Because if you start doing exercises that sort of hurt or niggle or are uncomfortable for you, you're not going to want to do them. And you're going to quit. Because <laughs> no, like you, you, everybody's done an exercise and it's been a good pain, but there's also bad pain in exercise. Yeah. And if it's always bad pain, you're, not, you're going to associate it with bad things and mm. you're not going to be enjoying it. So why would you do it? So get assessed, add little bits and pieces in at a time. Um, that might be through a physio or a PT. So do what they say and then start adding a little bit more on top of it. And on top, you know, it could just be a walk. Yeah. A little bit of resistance training and then go from there. Um, yeah. I guess the, into the habit side of exercise, um, people a lot of the time are like, well, what habits do I choose to help me exercise? Because it's like... Mm exercise is completely separate i feel like a lot of people think of it as like go to the gym and do this one hour of exercise whereas like jack said it could just be a walk yeah and i guess if you start to make habits that remind you or almost like trigger you to think oh let's go for a walk or let's sweep instead of blow let's i don't know do 10 squats every time i brush my teeth let's you put your sneakers at the door so that you remember to go to the gym almost like there's so many things you can do in your environment that will support you to help you avoid failing as well like i guess it's not just the program or the diet on paper it's also everything around you that's gonna encourage you to keep going whereas like we've like we both said if you just download a program or just download a uh, meal plan then it's just like here's this piece of paper and nothing else around you changes mm. whereas if you want it to stick and you want to do it forever and you want to be healthier and fitter and live for longer then you need to change everything yeah not you can't just change just one part of your life yep um so we've talked about a lot and for everybody listening or watching make sure that you just take a little bit on board of at yeah. time like we've given you a lot of info to take in maybe you need to go back and re-listen or watch this again just to get a bit of an idea of where you should be going and what you should be looking at or shouldn't be looking at and just implement a little bit at a time you don't have to change everything um, but if there's one thing you could give people to do to stick to their habits or stick to the next thing they do what is the best thing one piece of advice you would give them one piece of advice. Yep. Okay. I just found this the other day and I would say focus on the feeling after whatever it is you're doing. Mm. I know that sounds a bit complex, but if you want to eat better, focus on how you feel after you have had a healthy meal and you're like, yes, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be stronger. That's how you feel when you eat a healthy meal that you've prepared. Same with exercise. After you exercise and you feel like on top of the world, you feel so good about yourself. I think we forget, even us, forget to pay more attention to that because that is what will keep you going. Yeah. Rather than just thinking, oh, I have to go to the gym. Rather than thinking of it as a chore or something you have to cross off your list, think about how you're going to feel afterwards and it'll be like you'll be far more inclined to want to do it. And, that, yeah, that's a great point because 
next time you don't feel like doing it, you can think of that feeling yeah. and it's going to want, make you want to do it a little bit more. And I find if you don't acknowledge the feeling, like if you go to the gym and you just forget, like you don't think about how it made you feel, then you might not associate going to the gym with feeling good. Whereas if you take a second to look in the mirror or sit in the car and appreciate your pump or whatever it is, then you'll make the connection between the two because uh, there's like a psychology saying and it's like neurons that fire together, wire together. So the more that you think about the gym making you feel good, the more likely that you are just automatically going to think gym makes me feel good. Yeah. And I've definitely noticed that in my clients. So when clients finish and say, I enjoyed that, I feel good mm. after the workout. And they every time they come in, they got a smile on their face coming back into the gym because yep. they, they know they what acknowledged it's, yeah. last time how they felt. Yeah. What's... What's yours? Do I just make still the best one? <laughs> uh, maybe. So my best piece of advice to stick to your health, fitness journey, whatever it is, your habits, is to walk first thing in the morning. Mm. Okay, so there's a couple of things in that. So get up, make sure you've got all the stuff there. So as soon as you wake up, smash a glass of water and go for a walk. Now there's a couple of things there. Obviously, we've talked about that it improves your sleep for the night coming up mm -hmm. okay so it's your circadian rhythms it gets your body moving there's a lot to do with that also the walk because you're walking forwards first thing in the morning the studies show that because you're moving forwards it sort of gets your brain thinking about moving forward and into the day yeah. so it's a bit woo woo but it does actually work and there's actually studies behind that um, secondly you're moving so if your day completely turns to shit and you can't get anything else done you've already moved for the day so you've already done something healthy. Also, walking first thing gets people in that healthy mindset so they're more likely to have better food choices throughout the day. Yeah, definitely. So there's a, it's just a simple walk and could just walk around the block. Yeah. I don't care how we far you go. We literally walk around the block. <laughs> yep, don't care how far you go, go out and walk and doing that will help you stick to your goals, no matter what they are. So it, you could be on a keto diet or a hip workout program but just doing that work walk first thing in the morning is going to help you stick to whatever it is so that was my piece of advice Woo. pretty good done thanks again for tuning in to another episode make sure you hit subscribe follow wherever you're listening along make sure the notifications are turned on as well helps us reach a few more people um, if you've got any comments or if there's anything that you feel like we've missed in this episode please reach out hit us up on socials You'll find me at Jack in at Jack underscore in situ on Instagram and I'm at Mac underscore in situ. You can use that pretty much anywhere and you'll find us on any social platform. And we'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye.